Hello and welcome to Channel 17's Town Meeting Television and another in our live 2019 candidate forums. On tonight's show, East District candidates for City Council. Running as a Democrat, we have Richard Dean and as a progressive, Jack Hansen. Welcome to you both. It's a pleasure sharing the uh, podium with you. I want to thank, thank you. you both for your service and your willingness to serve our great city. Our forum begins with a 60-second candidate opening statement, followed by a round-robin question and answer. The candidates have been provided with the questions ahead of time. This is also an opportunity for you, our viewing audience, to dial in and ask questions of the candidates themselves. Our phone number is 862-3966. And now, on to our opening statements. Richard Dean, we'll begin with you. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here tonight. And I also have appreciated the opportunity to serve the, uh, the residents of Ward 1 and Ward 8 as your East District City Councilor over the past two years. I have a deep connection to the city. I grew up here from, my parents moved here in 1964. I went to high school, uh, Taft School, the middle school as well. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I, I've lived in this community for, for many, many, many years. My family came back here 20 years ago after I had uh, moved to Washington DC and, and, and Germany, but drawn back here. And that's because this city is such a fantastic place to live. I think we all recognize that. It's been a, a city of opportunity for me and for my family. Um, my kids now at, at UVM and some one's uh, son soon to be at Champlain. And I think the important thing that we have to wrestle with is how to provide that kind of opportunity to people who want to stay here as senior citizens, to young families who want to move here, to young professionals who want to make a career here and a life here. That is really the most important uh, single focusing issue for all of us as we think about how to move forward, uh, make the city move forward in the future. So I've really focused my, uh, my two years on those issues as well as dealing with climate change and how to make, uh, have an, some kind of effect on this challenge that's in front of all of us um, as citizens of the world, but certainly here in Burlington, we have some opportunities to, uh, to make a difference. And my intent is, and if I get another opportunity with another two years, to move some, of, some initiatives that I've already started forward on that, those really critical um, pieces for this city. Very thank good. You. Richard Dean, thank you. Jack Hansen, your opening statement. Thank you. My name's Jack Hansen. Um, I'm a graduate of UVM from environmental studies major. Um, I'm a renter on Pearl Street. Um, and I work at Green Mountain Power helping customers to reduce their fossil fuel use. Uh, my father grew up in Burlington and my parents met at, at UVM. Um, and you know, I've been really involved with the community as a musician, as a community organizer, um, while on campus, you know, co-founding the Renewable Energy Network and staying engaged since then with groups like Sierra Club and, and 350 Vermont and also working um, on restorative just, justice initiatives. Um, I was part of a Circles of Support and Accountability program to you know, help someone who had been incarcerated kind of reintegrate into the community and get back on their feet and reduce the risk of reoffending. Um, I've also been really engaged with, with local issues and, and local politics here in Burlington and, and frankly have been disappointed in a number of cases um, where you know, I saw a lot of community members, including in our district, bring up some very valid concerns with, with decision-making processes and decisions themselves um, from City Hall and 
seeing those those folks being being ignored and being disrespected in many cases. So I would like to, to really focus on not only the issues that I've worked on, such as climate change and, and social justice um, and affordability, but also focus on the idea of community engagement and, and bringing more folks into this process. And I've really tried to get that started with, with our campaign and with knocking on every door in the district and really having those two-way conversations. So I'm excited to continue that work and hopefully be able to bring it into the City Council. Very good, gentlemen. Thank you very much for your opening comments. Our phone tree is lighting up like a Christmas tree. So we'll uh, go right to our uh, first caller. Caller, we thank you for dialing in. You are uh, live with uh, Richard Dean and Jack Hansen, candidates for the East District City Council. Do you have a question for our candidates? Yes, I do. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. Do you have a question for our candidates, caller? I do. Um, uh, quick preamble. Uh, uh, I feel like diversity makes Burlington a vibrant place. Racial, cultural, economic diversity. Uh, I'm curious, um, Mr. Dean, what you see as your biggest accomplishment promoting that racial, cultural, and class justice here in Burlington? Very good. It's a direct question to you, uh, Mr. Dean. Uh, your thoughts on your efforts to uh, bring equality? Well, thank you. This is a, a really important question. Um, I think we in Burlington celebrate the fact that we live in a city where we have an incredibly diverse uh, uh, group and, and populations that come from many places around, around the world, including Councillor Jiang, who, who you know, comes to us uh, from Africa. It really is a, a, an amazing um, uh, you know, wealth that we have here in the community. I think the most important thing that we can provide for all uh, people who are coming to us um, is a, uh, a diverse and a, 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 an active economy that allows people to find a job. We also have to have an education system that serves uh, the, the, the young families that join us as well. I'm going to interrupt you. I think he was looking specifically for what you have done. What I have done. Yes. Okay. So I have supported, I think, getting back to that point about education, uh, it was my voice, I think, that really was one of the most important in the decision to renew and re-envision uh, Burlington High School, uh, something that's really important to 21st century learning and providing access uh, for educational opportunity and future success to everyone who comes to us in this city. So if I were to look at and, 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 and say, you know, support of a, a strong economy that supports those, the, the people who come to us, um, from other from other nations and other societies, uh, um, and that piece of that piece on the education. Uh, Jack Hansen, your thoughts on uh, your personal uh, efforts for diversity and inclusion in the city? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been on city council, but I've certainly worked on the grassroots level with with nonprofit organizations and within those organizations, really doing what we can to incorporate anti-oppression into the work that we do you know, internally and the way we interact with each other, but also in terms of how we, we interact with the community. So I think a lot of it has to do with education, especially you know, for me as, as a white male, it, it comes down to being proactive about educating myself about systems of oppression and how I can work against those. And in terms of the city council and what I would want to bring there, I think we have to look at systems that are still inequitable in Burlington, um, such as our, you know, our outcomes in our school districts and outcomes in, in the way we police our community. We have a long way to go. So it's about consistent engagement and really putting in the resources um, long term to be able to combat those issues from a city level. Very good uh, uh, candidates. We're going to move right on to our uh, next caller here. Caller, you're live on the air with our East District City Council candidates. Do you have a question for our candidates? 
So one thing I'd like to hear about is the city budget. Uh, what is the municipal city budget, and um, what is your experience of managing large budgets like this one? Very good. Uh, Jack Hanson, we'll begin with you, the city budget, and your experience in managing large budgets. Yeah, I believe it's around $200 million um, uh, for, for fiscal year 19, if, if, if my numbers are correct and what I've looked at. Um, in terms of my experience managing budgets, um, you know, I haven't managed a budget, budget that, of that size, but I've definitely managed budgets before as, you know, co-founder and leader of, of various student groups um, in high school and college, and also during my time at, at VPIRG as well, um, when I was, you know, running the recruitment budget for, for our summer canvas operation, which, you know, employs 80 to 100 young people, and it's really one of the, the great experiences that I've had. Um, I've also, you know, was the campaign manager for for Chris Pearson's campaign for state senate in 2016, and you know, managed a relatively healthy budget for that since we had a lot of small contributions coming in from from Bernie Sanders' email list. So, I've managed some budgets, but not not quite on the order of 200 million um, <laughs> at this point. Uh, Richard Dean, your thoughts yep. on the city budget? Uh, so, so uh, Jack has that right. Uh, the 2019 uh, fiscal year budget is around 200 million. 70 million of that is, um, is the general fund. Uh, about another 90 million of that is uh, with our enterprise funds, which includes the airport, uh, our uh, Burlington Electric Department, which is uh, very, very su successful, uh, our water and wastewater uh, system as well. Those are enterprise funds. So uh, I have been very, very attentive to the, um, to the budget, uh, budgeting process. I've sat through, I do go to the, um, to the meetings where we're actually discussing what's what's uh, going on in the budget and what the priorities are. Um, so uh, I certainly have done that. Uh, personally, I am a, a business owner, part of a, a group that, that manages a, a firm downtown, um, and we're budgeting every year in terms of our, our marketing and our uh, and what our investments in the firm. That's something that I've discussed uh, with all of my, my partners. Um, it's something that we deal with on, a, on a, an annual basis. So um, I have that. Hopefully that would be 200 million, but it's not. Um, it's much less than that. Um, but uh, essentially, I, I have the experience through um, my work at the city council level and on, on my own personal level, uh, working as, as a business person to deal with complex budget issues. Very good. Uh, candidates, we're going to move right on to our next caller. Caller, you're live on the air with the East uh, District City Council candidates. What's your question? Hello, I had asked this question prior to the North District candidates, so I'm going to propose it again. Recently, news broke that a current city council candidate has a history of tweeting sexist and violent comments towards women. This candidate has not pulled out of the race, and the organizations, Rights and Democracy, as well as the press Progressive Party, have not rescinded their endorsement of this candidate. You received their... Um, Jack, you received the endorsement of these can of the, from these groups as well. What do you think of the situation? I'd like to hear from you first. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, it was. I, I read the tweets, and it was it was really disappointing. You know, having having gotten to know Muhammad, I was I was surprised to to see that um, and, and disappointed. And I think it's really important that we're having this process of accountability and, and making it clear that you know those types of statements are, are completely unacceptable within our community. So I think this is an important moment to be able to to highlight that and and have this conversation um, in terms of. Uh, you know what what we do from here I think um, that's going to be partly up to the campaign but I think from a community perspective um, I would tie it back to a lot of the work I've done around restorative justice and 
That is that, you know, if someone has, you know, committed an offense that has harmed people, I think it's important to, to bring that person in, into the discussion and, and work with them to, to be better going forward. And, and fortunately, you know, Muhammad is someone who is really doing that work to, to make up for, for his past actions and try to be better on issues of, of misogyny and, and of sexism. And so it's really important that we keep this dialogue going and also use it as a reminder and, and as an opportunity that we need to be proactively um, addressing these issues as a community. Richard, your thoughts? Well, I have to admit being shocked um, by hearing and, and reading some of the misogynistic uh, comments that came uh, and understood in years past and, and, and a younger person, someone who, you know, a couple of years ago uh, was, was voicing these things. So I, I think that's uh, something to be said about maturity uh, and about uh, growing up. And so I think uh, the candidate will have to think about that. What I'm really concerned about, though, and what really gets, uh, it, 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 raises questions in my mind is the candidate continues to enjoy the endorsement of rights and democracy in the Progressive Party. And I know that those are not tenants that were, that the, 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 what was voiced in those tweets are not something that rights and democracy um, and uh, the Progressive Party support. So I question what, you know, are, what are the values that they, that they, can they really stand by this? And, and I have to think and, and question whether um, my, my opponent, who has uh, you know, enjoys their endorsement, uh, really wants that endorsement if, in, if he can't really trust um, that they believe the things that he does, because I know he believes uh, in the rights of women um, and he believes that uh, we all need to be treated fairly. Thank you, uh, candidates. Uh, caller, just a, a point of uh, uh, order here in that uh, Malcolm Jafar, uh, Muhammad Jafar has addressed those issues directly in our South District Candidate Forum. You are invited to go online and watch that forum and uh, learn his direct response to that question. Moving on now, we've uh, got more callers here. So, caller, you're uh, live on the air with our East District City Council candidates. Do you have a question for one of our candidates? I do. This question was asked in the last forum, and I'd like to ask it again. It's about question number four, the Downtown Improvement District. The question is, which of you have actually read the charter change language, and what specifics from the plan have informed your opinion on the question? Thank you. Okay. Uh, Jack Hanson, we'll begin with you on that. Or excuse me, it was your turn yes, to go first, Richard yeah. Dean. Uh, your thoughts on uh, uh, the city charter change and yes. the wording? Right. So, um, yes, I have read that language. And in fact, I've read it many more times than most um, because I am part of the Charter Change Committee who's uh, charged with understanding um, what is being proposed. So um, I think uh, I do have a very clear understanding of what's being proposed. And I think what we see is an opportunity for us to take a success, the Church Street Marketplace, that, uh, that came to us uh, 30 years ago, almost 40 years ago now, and extend that success from four blocks to 40 blocks of the downtown. It gives us an opportunity through investments made by the, the uh, property owners on the, uh, in the downtown to connect the, the Church Street all the way down to the waterfront, such that the experience of uh, the downtown, safety, enhanced services, uh, a sense of, of a downtown, extends all the way from our Church Street Marketplace down to the waterfront. Um, the opportunity is there. Uh, it's funded by, not by taxpayers, 
but by the merchants themselves, the people who are the business owners uh, and property owners on the marketplace. So it's not anything that comes out of the taxpayer's pocket. I think that's fantastic. Great. Uh, Jack, have you read the, uh, the charter change uh, wording and, and how has it informed your decision about it? Yeah, so yeah, I've, I've read it as well and, and I oppose this ballot item. Um, I think this, this downtown improvement district, um, first of all, the current model, Church Street Marketplace, is, is a quasi-city entity. This new model would be a nonprofit entity, so we would be giving up a lot of the ability to control this entity. So I'm not necessarily opposed to expanding it, but giving up the control I think is unnecessary. And I'm also concerned about how downtown improvement districts have played out in other communities where they have you know, driven up the, the cost of housing in other communities and in some cases led to you know, harassment of homeless or other marginalized people um, through you know, private security forces. So I definitely have concerns with it. And I also think that this item was really, it was irresponsible to put it on the ballot because there hasn't been a deep enough community engagement and education process you know, when I've gone around knocking on folks' doors, only a couple of people have been aware of what this was. And of those people that were aware, they either didn't know what to think about it or they opposed it. Um, so I haven't met anyone on the doors who actually supports this initiative. And I think it was, it was rushed to, to put this on the ballot, knowing, knowing that we haven't had enough of a discussion as a community. Uh, I have an opportunity to rebut that. 30 seconds and we'll ask uh, then, um Jack to respond as well. Okay. 30 seconds, please. So um, the point that Jack is trying to make that this is somehow uh, a giveaway to the private and, and privatizing downtown, that's absolutely not true. Um, there are no uh, city uh, assets and public assets that are transferred to the new DID, and there are no governmental responsibilities that are, are given up to the governing board of the DID. That's just not true. And I can read the, but I won't. There is a piece here that says that absolutely. Um, the, the, you know, the other point about there not being enough time, this has been under discussion for many, many months. I know it's a difficult issue for some, uh, there, there are some nuances, but I think we need to uh, realize that this is a successful downtown model that we're extending to a larger portion of the downtown. Jack, a, a response? Yeah, so, <clears throat> so I think, you know, the governing board, as I understand it, and again, it's been shifting so much that it's hard to, hard to keep track, but it would be an 11 member board and, you know, five of those members would be not appointed. Six of them would be appointed by city councils, but but five wouldn't. So we are giving up part of that governing governing structure um, and, and losing that control. But also, as I said, you know, there's concerns with how this has played out in other communities. And the biggest point for me is just the fact that, as I said, I haven't talked to anyone on the doors who fully understands and supports this. Uh, we're we're moving on. We've got uh, okay. callers waiting to uh, dial in and ask okay. questions of our East District City Councilors. Caller, you're live on the air. Do you have a question for our candidates? Yes, I have a question for Richard. My name's Carter, um, and recently myself and a group of young renters living in Burlington called you to express our support for Keep uh, Burlington Telecom Local. When I called you, you unfortunately hung up on me and told friends of mine who also called that they were just young people so they didn't know what they were talking about. And since you, since then, you've actually reached out and apologized, which we all you know, very much appreciated. Mm -hmm. But what have you learned about community engagement from this experience? And how can community members like myself trust that you're committed to robust community engagement, even with those who you might disagree with? Well, uh, Mr. Newbezer, I, you know, I, I um, appreciate your call. Uh, I do th agree that there was a time, uh, one phone call that I made or you had with me where 
at the end of a very, very busy day that I did not uh, treat you uh, as well as I should. I called you the next day and apologized, and I thought you accepted my apology. I don't think there are any other cases uh, that you mentioned past there that, that that's just not the facts at all. I think that I have, in my uh, candidacy uh, as a city councilor, engaged very uh, fully and, uh, and uh, robustly with the people that I represent. Um, they have uh, every opportunity to talk to me. We talk about city issues uh, that are important. Um, I've heard from many people on both progressive sides and the Democratic side uh, specific issues about my neighborhoods and have been an advocate for those, uh, addressing those issues uh, in the neighborhoods, a very forceful advocate. So I think I'm doing very well. Uh, Jack Hanson, uh, your thoughts on community engagement? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge for me. It's fundamental, and, and that's why, as I said, we've been, we've been knocking so heavily on the doors and really having those two-way conversations. This is something, you know, having done two years at VPIRG that I, I really value is being able to learn from people of all walks of life in the community, and each of those conversations is an opportunity not only to, to share ideas, but, but to get feedback and, and really learn what people are concerned about. And I think when we do that and when we bring in those different voices, we, we are able to get to better policy outcomes as a result. So I would, I'm living that out on the campaign and if elected would live that out as a city councilor. Very good, we're moving right on. We have another uh, caller uh, dialing in to ask a question of our city council candidates for East District. Caller, do you have a, a question please? Um, this is Don Schramm. Hello Don, do you have a question for candidates? I've lived in Burlington for 37 years. I have a question for Richard. In the NPA forum this past week, you stated that corporations are people too, when defending taking money from smaller corporations. Recently, the Vermont Senate passed a bill that would ban all corporate campaign contributions, even the ones you alluded to the other night. Do you agree or disagree with the Vermont Senate that all corporate campaign contributions should be banned in Vermont? Good question. Okay, I do agree that it should be and perhaps I misspoke and didn't understand the question as fully as I should um, at the, the Ward 1, Ward 8 um, uh, candidates forum. I think the point is that, and the point that I tried to make at the forum, is that there are many people who are business people in this community who are, they have the right and should have the right to support a candidate that they believe in that, that, uh, that talks about the issues that are important to them. And these are, and I mentioned a few, uh, you know, these are, these are great uh, community members, uh, people who own the ski rack, people who, who own Lunix, people who own Sweetwaters. Those are all you know, part of the fabric of downtown, and I think they should, as members of the community, be able to have a voice. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack Hansen, your thoughts on the uh, State Senate uh, proposal about campaign contributions? And yeah. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's exciting. I'm, I'm really glad we've taken that step. I think it's, it's a critical one. Um, and you know, I absolutely support eliminating all corporate campaign contributions, and you know, won't ever accept any um, or, or seek them out. Um, and I think, yeah, of, of course, you know, if, if community, if, if business owners in the community want to contribute as, as individuals, of course, I agree with that certainly. Um, but in terms of business entities themselves contributing, I think that that leads to a number of potential. Um, problems, or the, at least even the appearance of conflict of interest. So I think it's it's very critical to our democracy that we take this step. Okay, uh, we're moving right along. Another question from a, a caller in our community. Uh, thank you for dialing in, listener. Do you have a, a question for our candidates uh, for City Council East District? 
Yes, I do. My name's Graham. I live on Pearl Street. Uh, I was curious for Mr. Dean, um, a lot of your campaign literature has talked about your concern about climate change. And for me, this is really an important issue because as we've seen from the recent Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change report, we're now basically down to 12 years to have transformative change in our energy systems. So I'm curious what specifically you've done as a city councilor to reduce emissions in Burlington. And then for uh, Mr. Hansen, a question about what policies and programs would you support to reduce emissions in the city? Very good. Mr. Thank Dean. you. Thank you very much for this question. I was hoping we were going to get to this. So specific uh, actions that I've taken as a city councilor is uh, as part of a, a committee that was looking at our new downtown form-based code, I was very supportive of putting in uh, requirements for uh, uh, green buildings in the downtown. Our downtown buildings must meet a LEED Gold certification, which really helps us. Uh, I've been uh, supportive of the uh, district energy system that takes waste that will, if we can make it work, take waste from the uh, waste heat from the McNeil uh, generating plant and use it to the hospital, the university, and downtown buildings. And more personally to me is an effort that I have led in the past two years called Burlington Wildways, where we are seeking to uh, take the 50% of uh, open and natural lands and 25% of those actually in urban wildlands and connect them together with a trail and, and shared conservation values so that people can connect directly with the beautiful and treasured wildlands that exist in Burlington that we don't know very much about. Um, that's an, it's, it's equitable access to that, and it makes people value and understand what it means to have wildlands right here in Burlington. Jack? Great, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we got this question as well. And, and climate change has been really the biggest issue that I've focused on since high school and, and my greatest passion. And it's what I do for a living is, is working with, with customers um, of Green Mountain Power where I work to, to drastically reduce their, their fossil fuel. Um, consumption and, and their greenhouse gas emissions. So I would be excited to really bring that lens to the city council. And we've done a lot in Burlington and we've come a long way, um, but we still have a really long way to go. And it's important to really keep focus and keep pushing to get to net zero by 2030 as Burlington Electric Department has, has discussed. And we're gonna be getting back uh, you know, a report from economic consulting firm on different pathways to get there. And I think this is an opportunity to, as I mentioned before, open it up to the community, basically choose a pathway. But one of the ideas that I've been really promoting that I'm excited about is shifting, you know, looking at energy efficiency in buildings and looking at how efficient, so inefficient so many of the buildings in our district are because the burden of the heating bill falls on the renter rather than on the landlord. And so there's not an incentive for the landlord to make those upgrades. I think we need to shift that and look at what was done in Boulder, Colorado, um, where they did actually shift that. So that's been one of the biggest items that I've been talking about from an affordability perspective and a climate perspective. Uh, thank you, candidates. We'll have one more question here before our uh, closing comments. And this question is uh, very personal for us here at Channel 17 and public access in general throughout the state of Vermont. The FCC is uh, considering uh, doing away with the regulation that requires cable uh, subscribers to pay a $3 access fee, which actually funds public access. If that happens, that could be the death knell for public access here in the state of Vermont. What are your thoughts on the future of permanent funding for public access. And Jack, we'll begin with you. Yeah, well, this is great. And this is a, a great community service that we have you know, throughout the state and um, that we're experiencing right now. And I think we're gonna need to step up um, 
on the state and local level to, to make sure that funding is there, um, whether that's through you know pressuring our telecoms to do so or, or at the state level. Um, if we can't do either of those, we have to look at what, what the city can do to make sure that we keep these programs alive that are, that are so important to so many of us. Very good. Jack? Or, uh, yes, Richard, excuse me. Thank you. Um, I, I agree with Jack. I think that it's clear, as I see Channel 17 at the city council meetings late at night, um, covering this for everyone, covering the important issues of the day, that we need to preserve funding uh, and keep this uh, available to our community. I think that funding um, needs to come from uh, the, the state, if possible, uh, if we can convince the feds to continue their funding somehow, although I'm skeptical that will happen. But I think uh, a point that was made previously is that you know the internet is really where we're headed, um, and that the funding needs to somehow come from there. Um, I would not. Uh, my last choice would be to somehow make this come from city taxpayers. Um, I feel as though the burdens that we are looking at today are high enough. Um, certainly, we're facing more in the future, so I don't think that's that would be my last choice as to where to go. Very good. Time for our closing statements from our candidates, and uh, Jack Hansen will begin with you. Sixty seconds, please. Great. Well, first of all, thank you so much for for this opportunity, and thanks to to both of you for for engaging in this with me. This is this is a great opportunity to really talk about um, how we can move forward on these issues and. You know, I'm I'm looking to not only address these key issues and and, and be someone in in the uh, city council that would fight for you, but also someone who really would talk to you and, and engage you on a deep level, and you know, bring folks into the process early on, and a diversity of voices, and really being proactive so that we can get better outcomes. And also, I would want to bring it back, you know, to just my lived experience in the district as as a young person and as a renter trying to make it work here. I think. One of the biggest you know, things we want to do in Burlington is be able to attract and retain young people to, to lay down roots here moving forward. And I think I have the ability to, to understand what those challenges that we face are and, and how we can actually do that. Having seen friends you know, leave the community and being priced out and having seen folks that were able to make it work. So I think that's a perspective that is really needed on the city council. And I would be you know, so fortunate to be able to bring that in. Thanks. And Richard Dean, your uh, closing comments, please. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here and to, to share a podium with Jack, who I, I deeply respect. I think this is a great uh, dialogue. Um, I think we share many of the same values. In fact, I, I think we share most of the same values um, as, uh, as candidates, uh, a belief in this community, uh, a concern about the environment, and, and wanting to make a difference. And I think that what I can bring uh, that perhaps Jack can't quite bring is not just a few years of lived experience, but an entire lifetime of lived experience in this community. Um, I am someone who you know, uh, has a business here. I have, I've raised my family here. And I've made important changes and important improvements uh, in the city as I've worked for the past two years as the East District City Councilor. Um, I am committed to uh, having more affordable housing in the city. Uh, bringing, making sure that uh, uh, landlords are responsible and, uh, and providing good housing and opportunities for housing within our communities. And I'm also committed to having the University of Vermont uh, do what they can to bring, to take the pressure off our neighborhoods. So 
I would welcome the opportunity uh, to be, if you would support me, to, to represent you for another two years. And thank you again. My thanks to our candidates, uh, Jack Hanton and Richard Dean. It's a pleasure sharing the stage with you tonight. Best of luck to both of you on Election Day. A reminder to you, our viewers, that early voting has begun. You can contact your local town clerk and pick up an early ballot today. And reminder to join us for Election Night coverage beginning at 7 p.m. on Town Meeting Day, Tuesday, March 5th, right here on Channel 17. For all of us at CCTV, I'm Matt Kelly. Thank you for watching. Good night.